Jazz music swirls through the air on a chilly Valentine's Day in Seattle. I stand in line at the dock, waiting to board a 1920s theme cruise where everyone on the ship will be dressed in historic garb to sail around Lake Union for the evening. I've never really had such glamorous, exciting plans for Cupid's holiday, but we're going all out this time because my best friend Meg's boyfriend, Max, just returned from a five-month stint teaching English in Japan. They invited me to tag along but I won't be a third wheel for long. Max's cousin, Nate, is supposed to show up. I've been secretly crushing on him for months, and I'm ready to reveal my feelings and see where the night takes us. Meg and I got ready at her apartment, donning our flapper dresses and putting on elaborate makeup and wigs. My hair is now a straight black bob with bangs instead of my natural long strawberry blonde curls and Meg transformed her tresses from her usual bleach-blonde pixie cut to a chocolate-brown wavy bob. The line's moving, I announce, as we inch our way closer to the steam-powered paddle-wheeler boat. It's about time, Meg exclaims. I'm freezing. I don't know how the flappers used to do it. She tugs on her dress, but that doesn't lengthen it or make her any warmer. I hug my body tightly, trying not to shiver. They probably didn't leave their jackets in the car. I said I'd go back for them, Max chimes in. We parked about a mile away because of the holiday crowds, and since we didn't know exactly when we would be boarding the ship, Meg and I told Max not to bother. Besides, we figure we'll warm up once we're inside, and definitely when we start dancing the Charleston. As we approach the ticket takers, a photographer appears in front of us asking to take our picture for a souvenir. We agree and Meg and Max pose together like the inseparable couple they are, while I stand awkwardly next to them. I never know what to do with my hands when getting my picture taken. To avoid total embarrassment, I place my left hand on my hip like I've seen so many celebrities do, and pretend to be totally okay with the fact that I'm temporarily here without a date. Nate recently broke up with his girlfriend, so Max convinced him to hang out with us. I met Nate at Max's going-away party before he left for Japan. Nate and I talked the whole time and really hit it off. But then I found out he was seeing someone. We've sent flirty text messages and emails to each other on and off since then, and now he's finally free. Tonight is our night. Meg, Max and I board the ship and find our table in the downstairs cabin where the jazz band is blaring and a few people are already dancing. Everyone else demonstrates solid commitment to the 20s theme. There are flapper dresses, pearls, feather boas, three-piece suits, and fedoras aplenty. Let's go on the top deck so we're outside when we leave the dock, Max shouts over the music. Why? I ask, getting chills just thinking about the low temperature. Because the view is so romantic, Meg responds, gazing into Max's deep brown eyes. I try to protest but it's like I'm not even here anymore. They can't keep their hands off each other, and I can't help but wish I had a boyfriend who had just returned from abroad. Maybe he would find me irresistible too. You guys go ahead, I announce loudly. Meg sort of half nods in my general direction and takes off hand in hand with Max. Don't worry, I'll watch your purse. I say to no one, after I notice that Meg left it hanging off the back of her chair. Faux pearls spill out of empty martini glasses surrounding the red rose centerpiece on our table. It's cute, 
but sort of tacky. The flowers are fake too. How much did I pay to be here? Hey, stranger, a familiar voice says behind me. An undeniable grin spreads across my face. Nate, he's here. This is it. Showtime. I turn around with a keep-it-cool attitude and just the appropriate amount of enthusiasm. Unfortunately, I'm totally horrified and humiliated as soon as I lay eyes on him and his date.